This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I didn't get a picture for the gram. Woody Williams was career 132 and 116 and was an all-star in 2003 for the Cardinals. Nice. Who came up with that band name? Chumbawamba. I don't know. It's like Oompa Loompa, but Chumbawamba. The Business on Top Podcast. I am back. What it do, baby? Woo! Ben Siegel, I am feeling so refreshed. We've had a couple of weeks off, but we just played our first round of Mario Kart. What's that sound? That is the sound of Dry January ending and the era of Food Challenge February Cheers. beginning on the Business on Top podcast, episode 19. Shane Chernoff here with Vijay Patel and Ben Siegel. What's Wait, going on, you, guys? You're you going to take this? It's a round. Uh, I can take it if you want. I can, I, I can go off screen and crack one if you guys want to carry a, 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 you guys a, carry a, a segment. You know what? Just, let's get just a pause. Let's go, go we, get have a, we have a lot going on. So as I filibuster... Uh, and go grab my drink of choice. Why don't you guys tell me about what your dry January experience was like? Uh, <laughs> it was surprisingly very easy for me. I, I did not drink a sip of alcohol. Uh, my body felt so much better. Um, I didn't need an alarm to wake up in the morning. My body just felt like rejuvenated. I don't know about you, Ben. But, well, uh, I don't drink a lot as it is. Yeah, so we don't. I, didn't, I didn't really like feel like the effect true effects and i also you know i don't know i didn't go the whole month but i made it like <laughs> over half which is an accomplishment that was um, that was unlike anything you had done before right that was your first time taking a crack at that no i mean the first what 18 years of my life i w- it was dry dry lifetime well no it's, okay, i guess it's different when you start drinking and then you stop with i mean i didn't I, I didn't know the the biggest difference was just like filming and beer your car i didn't notice a difference like day to day or working out or waking up i mean i think you only you know notice a difference if you're i don't know like i don't know i think it made a difference to me i was sleeping better um i i always tend to get more a little bit more slender um can keep the fat off and uh i'm not eating as badly as i would if you know I'm, I'm drinking during a normal well (laughs) that's gonna change because today's february 1st and as we all know you undercut my bit because i was i was gonna say did you guys enjoy the uh healthiness of dry january i did I we'll mean, get ready to f- it all up because it's food challenge february boys all right, we'll all right here we go i am so excited for this uh i've had my eye on it for a little while and you know we've talked about it off screen but we've got some really interesting fun food challenges uh to do here i'm looking forward to the one that we're doing on friday so, episode 19 tonight, but episode 20 coming up, we are going to have the inaugural Business on Top Dozen Donuts Challenge. The three of us will be eating a dozen donuts each, donuts of our choice, for time. And the winner will receive nothing but the pride of having inhaled like 3,000 calories uh, and nothing else. <laughs> That's what good you, enough for me. I, yeah. <laughs> So I, I would be curious to talk with you guys about kind of strategy. What are you thinking? Because there is a Dunkin' Donuts next to the studio here. 
Um, but there is a Krispy Kreme if you wanted to go further out. I think I'm going to be going with Dunkin'. Um, what about you? Well, as an avid uh, food eater slash sugar consumer, um, I don't want to give away my strategy because I don't. I'll tell you no. what I'm doing. Fair enough. I'm yeah, going tell me what you're doing. Twelve Krispy Kreme, oh, hot yeah, out of the okay. oven, like glazed. Yeah, I'm going twelve glazed. No, okay. No variety. Yeah. So that that's interesting. So I I'm going to be taking the path less traveled. I'm going to be going either eight or ten uh, glazed donuts, and then I'm going to be mixing it up with a chocolate glaze and a blueberry glaze just to change flavors. Uh, what are you guys going to do about your fluid? Because remember, hot dog eating contest. Water. Some of those guys will drink water. Some of these guys will have fruit punch. I might go a little oat milk. I might go oat milk. That's the worst Maybe idea oat ever. milk and maybe coffee. No, you got to go something I, light. I think I'm like going to go water. water and chocolate milk. Oh, you're going to bring are you going to bring chocolate milk? What is what is your favorite Publix chocolate milk? Chocolate are you milk. are you a Nesquik yes, kind of guy? Uh, Velda Farms? Whatever. Actually, Publix has really good No, you know what? I'll, I'll make my own. Just Hershey's. Public brand chocolate milk? Yeah, really good. I'll make my own. Just milk in a glass, Hershey's syrup. Put a little syrup and stir it up. As I want. I like it. That That's old school. That's I'm a throwback go- move for a throwback yeah. guy right that's there. That's a 90s Ben's move Eagle. right there. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going water. So. Speaking of throwback, throwback guys, <laughs> Tom Brady is 44, 43, Three. still, and is in a Super Bowl. What the hell? He's, he's the best quarterback of all time. Until yeah, I agree with <laughs> right that. Right now, I have to no say, debating. I hate him, but yeah, he is. You can't. He's the LeBron of the NFL. You can't argue with that. Uh, the competitor in him, like honestly. And we're gonna and and we're gonna talk to uh, the fantasy doctor on Instagram um, coming up next about uh, the medical marvel that is Tom Brady and uh, all sorts of injuries and um, health issues around sports, but. You know, Tom Brady for me is unbelievable because at every turn, I don't like the guy either, and I have tried as hard as I can to take away credit from him, saying, oh, he beat Heineke, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, he beat Breeze, he wasn't on top of his game, he was hurt, that's not big of a deal. He went to Lambeau and beat Rodgers, there's nothing that I can say at this point. I mean, the guy's just, he's incredible, he's a marvel. Yeah, I mean, he's the greatest of all time, he wins wherever he goes, he He's, he leads, he, he's clutch. I mean, imagine being until, somebody. Until Sunday, this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Where? You know, we're going to keep moving the goalposts, but imagine <laughs> being somebody who's that good who can just walk on over to a team and then just take him to a Super Bowl. I mean, yes, I give him all the credit for sure, but he also walked into a team that had ama- has amazing talent, if you were to argue about it. But, like, they had a top, what, top five defense in the league. This year? Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely, you know, make no mistake about it. Their defense is uh, top caliber, and they have great skill players. They but were a playoff That was what? Team. It was a 7-9 team last They're, year. Yeah. Well, did they make the playoffs last year? No. 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 Okay. Well, yeah, they, they weren't they good at all. They had the talent to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they got one to Mike Evans on offense. They had Ronald Jones as a back. They had O.J. Okay? Howard. Care about oh, you, Cameron Bright, savoring the the, the carbonation flavor. Um, the, I mean, the talent's there, and getting emotional Gronk. about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And you know, Gronk? Brady comes Hello? in and he brings. Yeah, I mean, he brings Gronk. He brings uh, Antonio Brown. He brings uh, who else did he bring? I think For, was Fournette uh, post. Well, Brady, Fournette came. Was, yeah, he came from the Jaguars. He signed right before the season started. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, you yeah. know, that, that infrastructure was really already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bruce Arians was, I think, already the coach by the Arians time that they coach. that Left they brought in time Bra- Tom Brady. But, you know, he, he stepped in and give him credit. I mean, he won. He didn't play a single home game on route to the Super Bowl. And now he gets to play Super Bowl at home. How, yeah. how ironic is that? For the first time in history, of course, because of COVID, you're not going to have uh, as many fans. But, man, isn't that an interesting exercise and thought what the Super Bowl would have been? Had uh, Tom Brady been able to play in a full home stadium? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, I, I think it would have been unbelievable. Might have affected the outcome. I personally think the Chiefs are going to win this Sunday, but I think it's hard fans, to bet against them, though, right? It's in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Mahomes is playing, yeah. It's, Ex- yeah. I mean, they are going to score almost every time they have the ball. There, you know, we've been talking about it through text and like. Gosh, this Kansas City team is like a cheat code I, because I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, right? Because when you think of great offenses throughout our lives, you've got uh, you know another team that was quarterbacked by Tom Brady, that 07 team with Randy Moss. 18-1. Although it was, yeah, one or two guys. But this Chiefs team is different because they can beat you in so many different ways. I mean, Kelsey is the NFL's leading receiver. He's a tight end. And, and he's a tight end. <laughs> It's and crazy. even if you don't throw it to him, you've got guys like Tyree Kill who you can throw a screen pass, and then wouldn't you know it, he's 40 yards downfield outrunning the fastest player in the entire uh, secondary on the I, other team. It doesn't matter who it is. I think that the NFL is just shifting towards like getting guys that are just ridiculously fast. Fun and gun. Yeah. You need guys like that on the field. I mean, Shout yeah. out to Travis Kelsey for yeah. helping me win fantasy. Now, you, oh. should be, you should be thanking Kamara <laughs> for that. I'm still, still not ready to talk Wait, about Kelsey, it. Kelsey, like, Oh, you had Kelsey too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, he doesn't hurt. Right, he well, definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. He's um, not in contention. The guys. So. The guys pretty much guaranteed for ten catches, a hundred yards every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible what that offense has been able to do and give give the credit not just to the players in the field but to Andy Reid for consistently over you know the maybe twenty years over the course of his his yeah. career being a brilliant offensive coach who's able to make the most out of whatever he has, whether it's Alex Smith. Donovan McNabb, um, he brought that Donovan McNabb team to a Super Bowl, uh, even without Terrell Owens uh, trying to get there. And he finally put the weapons together, and I think that was a well-deserved Super Bowl for him last year. We can do the prediction thing. I, I think Kansas City's going to repeat. I, I don't. I, I just don't see, as much as I bet against Tom Brady, I just do not see them finding a way against this dynastic offense that the Chiefs yeah, have. Yeah, if it's a shootout, like I think – you don't want to get into a shootout with the Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Mahomes. See, it's it's like funny because I'm in a group chat with kids I used to work with, and you know they on the like, Dolphins. No, different teams. Different team. Um, and they, you know, like bet on bet on sports, and it's like, do you bet against Brady or do you bet against Mahomes? Like both seems to be. It like doesn't seem like a smart bet either which right? way, right? You don't. You know, you you're saying like you think the Chiefs are going to win, but it's never smart to bet against Brady. But then you bet the Bucks, but it's like. Kansas City is <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl champs yeah. last year, so it's like. And so I've got Kansas City. Ben Siegel, who do you got? Kansas City. VJ, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the other things we watched the Super Bowl for <laughs> is the commercials, and we have a very special, brand new edition of Ben's top four Super Bowl commercials. Commercial brands right or now. Just, All right. So, so Ben, I don't remember like completely specific commercials, but I'll do top four. Number four companies, non order. I can't do order because this is on the spot. Number four. Um, I'll just reel them off. All right. 
Budweiser's got to be in there. With the Clydesdales? Clydesdales. You like going to Clydesdales? I don't yeah. know. So generally beer commercials are really good. It's funny because like Budweiser has serious commercials, but then if you notice Bud Light makes them very funny. I haven't um, God, I think there was one from way back in the day, the Bears Colts Super Bowl. Look it up on YouTube because you can never get away with playing it these days. There's a Carlos Mencia spot. I think it was Bud Light. And, uh, man, you could not get away with that these days. Uh, comedy has changed so much even in the past 15 years. Oh, yeah. That, uh, man, even, even some of those Super Bowl commercials that aired then would never be able to air now. Yeah. Number three. So I know this has been pretty recently, but uh, I know last year Doritos had, like, a, I think it was a Submit Your Own um, oh, they've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, Doritos is always has good ones. Um, what was the one? Was it Geico who did the what's up? That was uh, no, that was I thought it was Budweiser. Was that Budweiser? Was it what's up? Yeah, that was Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was like 2000, 2000. Can you imagine that? That's twenty years ago. No. V and I were just talking about because I watched uh, Back to the Future three over the weekend. Isn't it crazy that? It was set in 1985, and 30 years ago would have been uh, 1955 from 1985. If we had done Back to the Future now, so in other words, if you and me and Marty go into the DeLorean right now, we'd be going back 30 years, 1991. No. Crazy right. to think. Um, crazy. Number no, two. Think about that. Um, yeah, yeah. We're young. We're young. We're <laughs> okay, young. moving on now. <laughs> Don't let don't let the gray hair fool you. Is we are bad? still in like, our 20s. Is it bad? Like, other than that, I don't really remember, like, I mean, it, companies sticking I mean, out. Well, it is Coca-Cola bad. Coca-Cola always had, like, decent commercials, but they were yeah, more, like, they had tailored. With, like, it was polar funny. bear. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was more tailored to your, like, sense Can you guys, side. like, think right <laughs> off the top of the head? Like, yeah, I can. I, I can think of a bunch. Remember Pup, Puppy Monkey Baby was yeah. one of my favorite ones? Was that Mountain Dew? I think it was Mountain Dew. No, I thought it was Doritos. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, I remember M&M's commercial where uh, the the brown M&M and then red M&M basically thinks it's a nude party, so he rips off his shell. That was Dew. And he's partying. That was a great one. Mountain Dew. It was Mountain Dew? Okay. Yeah, Puppy Monkey Baby was awesome. I'm trying to think. Uh, Doritos always had good commercials. Yeah. There was... The, ra- the uh, mouse one? You remember the annual Go Daddy commercial? That's another Go one that Daddy, you probably yeah. can't run anymore. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like halftime at the Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, you're watching the commercials, but you're also, like, pounding down food. Like, you're going to the bathroom. They're also, they're also Out, weird, yeah. weird Super Bowl commercials. But the number one Ben's favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time <laughs> is... Mean, the number one's got to be, like, Budweiser, because that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> it's not the, it's ra- the rare number four that's also <laughs> number one. The, it's the a Budweiser what, Clydesdales. It's, if I was to pick a commercial, it's got to be What's Up. What's up? We say what's up to the fantasy doc next. The Business on Top podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Business on Top podcast. Today we are uh, actually joined by a very special guest, um, a sports and family physician. You can find him on Instagram at fantasy docs. Uh, He's on TikTok, on Twitter at nutwamd. Um, he has a website and blog on sports injuries at www.natwamd.com slash blog. He's a jack of all trades. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nitin Natwa. Thanks How a lot for having me, Vita. Of course. You're doing good. How's, uh, <laughs> how's uh, Detroit treating you? It's cold, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to go down south for, for a couple days, actually, this weekend for my wife's birthday. But uh, 
up here it's it's cold and i haven't had a chance to go snowboarding which is the only thing that i think is worthwhile about the cold so uh so i'm just kind of getting through it right now <laughs> what about yourself well we're doing good man we're uh we we're lucky with the uh hot weather all year round so can't complain over here <laughs> I was gonna say, take, or... take take the wife down i mean you guys are probably you know freezing your asses off up there um <laughs> there's not too look we got the beaches we got all that good stuff so take a break man i know you're you're busting your tail doing all sorts of stuff from look you're doing the handle you're practicing medicine you are working on your mba so you're doing all sorts of crazy stuff i think you deserve a break thanks a lot man yeah it's uh it's a lot of stuff but you know it's all just building towards the future hopefully so well i did i did have, early on <laughs> i did have kind of an important question for you um what's up doc oh god here we go uh, that's something edit out <laughs> what? that'll be the edit i'm just kidding i spent i spent two dollars is that a real carrot on, yeah that was i spent two dollars and fifty cents on that at fresh market just so i could do that gag i like how it actually had the green stem on it too it's not yeah. just like a no-name carrot it's a legitimate <laughs> carrot oh i I'm, I had to because they sell them. They sell carrots in a bag, and then they sell them like with the stem and stuff. And I was like, "Look, I gotta go all out." <laughs> now you gotta eat that whole carrot. I'm going to at, at some point in this interview. But I noticed on on your page there is something uh, that I noticed that immediately caused me to bond with you. You said no medical advice. Um, as a doctor, how often do you get? you know, random people or people that you meet for the first time coming up to you and asking you for random medical advice. Cause as an, as an attorney, I feel like I, all the time, if I meet somebody, I will have somebody asking me legal advice out of nowhere. First time they meet me. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure you can relate to this issue as well too. There's a ton of fields of law and, you know, a lot of them almost are never going to pertain to the topic that the person asked about. And that's the same thing with medicine too, is that you're asking like a lot of times people ask a radiologist about a heart issue and it's like they read, yeah. they read scans. They have nothing to do with the heart. But unfortunately my field deals a lot with really everyday problems and concerns. So I can answer a lot of the questions. So I have to put the no medical advice because if I don't have that there, then people are just going to constantly be asking questions that I kind of feel obligated to answer because I can at least get them started on the pathway. I might not be able to follow it all the way down, but it gets overwhelming. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, it's so true because I'll have people, you know, I practice a very specific area of law, but then people will ask me about family law issues and, and landlord tenant stuff and criminal stuff. And it's like, it would be like asking a podiatrist to talk about like a colorectal issue. It just, you're comparing apples, <laughs> you're comparing apples to oranges, but it's like from one professional to another, uh, you know, you understand that what that happens uh, kind of every day. Yeah. And it's funny because I think a lot of people think that I put the no medical advice out there to protect myself against liability, against like giving them advice that they, they take and something bad happens. But it's really not for that. It's just so that people don't ask me a ton of <laughs> questions. <laughs> Cause someone called me out. They're just like, I thought you're not allowed to give medical advice. I'm like, no, I can give whatever advice I want. I was like, I just put that up there because I'm not going to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, you know, the premise of your account is interesting because you talk about kind of the uh, fantasy sports implications of um, what athletes injuries are, you know, throughout the four major sports. Um, as the season progresses, and I know like your last post was, was about Matt, uh, Patrick Mahomes' concussion. 
Um, and it's just, it's such a great idea. And what I'm wondering was, when did you first kind of survey the landscape and realize there's kind of a space for this, for me to jump in here and assume this role? So I think I had seen a couple people on Twitter who were doing it and it just seemed cool. It was right in the beginning of my sports medicine fellowship, I think around 2017. And to me, it just seemed like a good way to kind of keep up with the material that I was supposed to be learning in a way that was fun because, you know, it's a ton of information to digest and to research for the exams. So any way that can make it more interesting, I'm always down for. And then I noticed that not many, there was no one actually doing it on Instagram. And the thing about Twitter is that it's really hard to go in depth on these injuries. And a lot of these people, they, they had other platforms that they routed people to like websites and stuff like that. And I didn't really have time for any of that. But I was thinking that Instagram, you know, I can throw up some pictures, I can put down like a long description. And if people are interested in it, you know, they can ask questions. And it, uh, it took a while to ramp up. Actually, I want to say the first year I didn't get past 300 followers. And, um, and, you know, it's just something I was doing for myself. And I think that's, that's probably what is the case with a lot of the platforms that get way bigger than mine is that they actually enjoy what they're doing, regardless of anyone's following them. And then people, you know, slowly follow over time and then slowly trends a little bit faster as well. But. Yeah, right you, now you've got nearly 15,000 followers. Um, has anybody like <laughs> recognized you like getting coffee in Detroit or something? Or have you had just like a cool interaction just because um, your popularity has kind of been surging? Yeah, actually, uh, it's only it's only happened twice, which I was pretty excited about because, you know, the world's a big place and 15,000. Yeah. It's it's big for me, but, you know, it's it's hard to run into one of those people. But uh, someone someone who saw me in the office, actually, at the end of the visit, I asked him if he had any more questions about what he or she was coming in for. And they were like, oh, what do you think about Gronk's injury this weekend? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like. I was like, that's super random unless you happen to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. And then someone asked me if, uh, if I was in Santa Monica that weekend, which I wasn't. I was in Detroit. But someone, I guess, who looked like me was there. So that was that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, you seem to get – you've been getting a lot of engagement too, which is really good. Um, and on, on that same topic, you know, my question was – out of all these injuries you see in the leagues and different sports, like what do you think is the most, I would say overrated or the most underrated injuries? Yeah, no, that's a great question, VJ, because there's these injuries that come out and everyone's like, Oh my God, this guy's a beast. Like he is playing through this. And it's when they say that he has an ankle fracture and he played through the ankle fracture or he played through a foot fracture and you know, these a broken bone's painful. I'm not taking anything away from that. But the way they make it sound is they make it sound like this guy is playing on a fractured femur or something like that. And really, it's the bottom of the ankle bone or of the fibula. And it's a little fragment that has no part in stabilizing the bone that might be chipped or anything like that and kind of like hanging off. And if you did nothing with it, it would heal fine on its own. And running through it, you're running through the pain, but it's not it's not anything like what they seem to be describing. And you hear about these foot fractures where it's the top part of the bone that's pulled off because they had a really bad ankle sprain, a low ankle sprain where the ligament attaches to that foot bone and it pulled off the bone a little bit. So when they say that they fractured the foot, if they're playing through it, it's almost always playing through basically a severe ankle sprain that tugged a little bit on the bone. So those are, those are pretty overhyped in my opinion. So I actually have a, I'm staying on the same topic being, um, 
I was I was an equipment manager in college and in the pros for a little bit. So I kind of saw oh, awesome. You know how you know freak athletes these guys are and how quick they are to recover. Right. Um, the 1% I guess 1%. my percent. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my question is from a doctor standpoint, right? These we often hear these guys um you know some guys heal faster than others or they come back from these major injuries, you know, a lot sooner. Uh, than maybe the normal person. As a doctor, do you factor that in at all, like for your timeline as far as recovery? Like, let's say a normal person, you know, is eight to 10 weeks for them to recover from X surgery or or whatever. Is it kind of bumped up a little bit uh, more because it's, you know, a, a big time athlete or maybe they have a track record of healing faster or is it still the same timetable that you'd give to anyone? Uh, so before I get to that question, which is a great one, I got to say, so you had like the sickest gear then, right? Being the equipment manager. Cause I know like whenever uh, I work with those guys, they oh, literally, he's going ca- to carry the rest of this interview. Let, talking about yeah. <laughs> I, we, we may. Yeah. Um, let's just say seven years worth of free gear, uh, free <laughs> shoes. Um, I had to, if you see right here, this external closet right behind my shoulder, yeah. I had to purchase to, uh, hold all of the gear I've acquired over the years, in addition to my normal closet. But that's besides the point. Um, can we draw, do that so one day? Can, can we, go, can we go do through just go through Ben's external closet as a segment? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it'd be a long segment, but yes, to answer your question, yes, uh, we got, that was one of the biggest perks. Uh, we got all the gear. Um, so that, that was awesome. Uh, free stuff is always accepted. Yeah, I just remember whenever I whenever I did the equipment manager a favor, he just gave me like some sick piece of gear that I just oh, didn't yeah. see anywhere else. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. But we 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 uh we don't make much, but we can give out free gear and that usually uh ends up working out because people love free stuff, like I said. So it's yeah. a great right. show thanks. Yeah, definitely. But going back to, going back to your question, so honestly, I always have my minimum guidelines on when I expect the player to return, and that's based on the general population. I don't base that on the athlete themselves, but if they're exhibiting a faster than normal return, I'm not going to stick with those guidelines and hold them out just because the guideline says that. So I guess a high ankle sprain is a really good indicate, a really good one because it's super hard for a player to return back earlier than a certain time period from that. We saw that throughout the NFL where they had these optimistic timelines and the players did not meet them, but say that the player was seriously pain-free and stable and cutting fine and getting through the therapy and say he was ready at three weeks, then assuming that he was passing all my exams, I would, I would be fine returning him back a year earlier than what the earliest estimations say. Um, But yeah, for taking into account their athleticism, I don't do that typically, uh, but that does bring up a good point that differentiates professional athletes from every other kind of athlete in that this is what they're doing for their livelihood. And sometimes they might prioritize their short-term health over their, over their long-term health, to be honest. And as long as they're able to make an educated decision, I'm okay with them making that prioritization because this is their livelihood and that has an impact on their life. Right. You know, one one thing that I was that I was definitely curious about, um, especially from an MD's perspective, is at the end of the season, uh, Drew Brees was not playing great, um, yeah. and his wife 
later revealed that he had some pretty serious injuries to his foot and shoulder, um, 11 broken ribs, a collapsed lung. Is there any way that anybody can argue that that wasn't some pretty severe shit that he was playing through throughout the course of the season? Yeah, and that's a good point to bring up is that there's obviously uh, a certain point in time where where you should pro- where you shouldn't let the player play, and that's where they're going to endure like a, a permanent kind of life-altering injury. Or if they're going to risk death, then those are obviously situations where you're like, all right, I don't care how grown you are. Like, I'm going to rule you out. Uh, with, the, with the multiple rib fractures, I, I find it really hard to see. Not so much the pneumothorax or the collapsed lung, because that is something that, once again, can be kind of overemphasized and said to be way worse than it actually is. Because if it's an extremely small collapsed lung, those reinflate, and usually there's not any kind of risk of them happening again unless there's uh, – you know, there's further trauma, like all these broken ribs. So if, if those ribs were broken in the way that destabilized the rib cage, I don't see how they could have justifiably let him go back out there. Um, but if there were a bunch of kind of separate fractures that had happened at different air, different times of the year, and they weren't compromising the rib cage integrity, knowing that it was his last season, I'm assuming that that's that everyone used his last season in the medical yeah. room because, that that probably played a lot a good part of it as well too that's definitely uh that's uh that's a call that the the position makes and puts his reputation on the line and uh possibly his position with the team so i mean if that didn't if obviously that didn't play out well that would have fallen on the medical staff so they're they're okay to make that decision i probably wouldn't would have held him out if i was in the same place but Right. I'm also a lot younger. (laughs) I I guess there's some added pressure when it's your franchise player and, you know, the entire town's kind of depending on uh, somebody to just kind of suck it up and play, especially in a league like the NFL where um, machismo is is really the driving force behind all of it. Um, But one thing that you had in common with that team, doctor, is that you guys both went to med school. Now, speaking um, (laughs) to three people who did not go to med school, what would you say – is the uh, most difficult thing uh, about attending med school and, and really getting through that and residency that most people don't really take into account? Yeah. So for me, it was a toss up. And I actually was just talking to my mom about this a couple of days ago. So I went to a, I went to a Caribbean med school and um, a lot of people usually think that that's a ton of fun. There's a lot of parties that go down, you know, it's Caribbean. Like what's not so fun about that. <laughs> but uh, I actually went to an island that was not a party island. Its actual major source of revenue is banana plants. It's an island called Dominica. It's like the t- in the top 10 poorest countries in the world. And that first year, they're not – another thing about Caribbean med schools is their acceptance rate is definitely uh, easier to get into. But the rigor of the coursework is, um, is still the same as a U.S. med school. So they have an insane fail rate. And, uh, and they don't really care if you fail out. Uh, their major goal is to get your first semester tuition and that keeps them profitable. So anything over your first semester, that's just gravy on top for them. So take kind your of, money at that point, it's just sink or swim. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of being on that kind of environment, uh, paying for electricity by the kilowatt hour, you know, just not just kind of constantly studying. That was, that was tied for the most difficult with my intern year and uh, intern year of residency was, was equally just as rigorous and traumatizing um, probably more so work-wise, just the environment. I was in, I was in America, so that made it much better. So kind of they balanced out, and they were both equally probably the hardest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, that's rough. 
Um, what made you what made you want to um go to a Caribbean med school? Uh so basically I I just didn't do all GPA wise. I wasn't focused uh in undergrad. Uh, unfortunately, I I did okay on standardized tests and that's that's pretty much what got me got me, me into both, the pal. acceptance standards. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the choice there. I had uh, a lot of my family's in medicine and you know about 50% of them went to US med school and uh, the couple that we knew that went to Caribbean, they went to this specific school. So they were older cousins and my parents were like, all right, well, if they can succeed, do well there. Then that means that that school is, you know, it's probably a reliable school. So mm -hmm. I ended up going there. Gotcha. Nice. So I, I had one last question. I know, I know we talk about sports, like the main sports, um, football, baseball, you know, soccer, basketball, but I know I saw in one of your publications that you had, um, you were talking about esports, which is a, yeah. a booming industry right now. So what were your, um, I guess, what gave you that inspiration to, you know, publish, publish something like that? Um, cause I, I found it as an interesting read cause all of us game a lot. Um, we play, you know, nice. Mario Kart before the podcast. Um, and obviously Ben and I play COD call of duty. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, I thought it was really interesting talking about, um, you know, the pros of playing games, um, especially with the younger generation coming up with, you know, hand-eye coordination and, um, you know, this and that. And then the, obviously the cons that come with it. Um, so what gave you that inspiration? Yeah, I'm also a fellow COD player, but actually I actually oh, never yeah. spied him. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I went full on nerd mode though and left Call of Duty and went to Elder Scrolls. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a game. That's a game I haven't so, heard in a long yeah. time. So I'm pretty deep in that now. And honestly, I don't have space for both games because Call of Duty is like a terabyte worth of space. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah we had to buy external hard drives for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But esports, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you're whatever field you're in, I feel like you always got to look towards the future and you got to see what's going to be the next big thing. And, you know, when everyone thinks about sports medicine, they think about the Olympic sports, they think about football and they think about basketball. And that's those are the things that come to mind. But Esports is one of the biggest industries out there right now, revenue wise, and with kind of the whole direction that we're going in terms of the internet explosion, just uh, social media and all that. Esports is likely the next big kind of athletic movement per se, uh, in terms of just. And I know a lot of a lot of people kind of take offense to that too, calling that an athletic endeavor. But yeah, hand eye coordination that's themselves. <laughs> but like the hand-eye coordination just like the memorization that goes into it the teamwork that you have to do coordinating when you are working with the team games it's it's on another level and the age demographic is super narrow as well too it's it's honestly this age demographic i think from the late those tween ages like 11 12 to i want to say about 19 20 maybe 21 and then you're kind of aged out uh just because you require such a high amount of hand-eye coordination with it and the amount of effort, time that the people put into these activities, they lead to a ton of uh, a ton of injuries, pretty much overuse injuries, and a ton of psychological kind of conditions as well too. If they aren't well monitored, just because you know you are interacting with a lot of people, usually virtually, but uh, kind of sunlight wise, in person, reality wise, there's a lot of limitations there, especially if you're putting a lot of effort into it and. People, especially in that age group, you know, they're not. I mean, very that's why you need blue at... light glasses, no? <laughs> yeah, 
they're not going to take care of themselves either. They'll play for like 13 hours without eating. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Trust me. I, and, even when they, I, and even when they do eat, it's like burrito, uh, burritos. I went through, I went through that phase in, in uh, eighth grade. Got hooked on RuneScape back in the day. Yeah. Just ate garbage, gained like 50 pounds, and uh, still recovering. But, you know, that's just that's the point. That's the, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the true American story right there. But uh, Dr. Nithin Natwa here with us uh, on Business on Top. I'm going to take us out. You ready? Wait, to go wait, 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 Shane, real quick. I just got to ask this one question. I, I thought about this earlier in the day, and I've been wanting to ask it real quick before we end this call. So about sports injuries, right? Like um, in baseball, when a guy was going to get Tommy John, that used to be uh, the career ender. And nowadays with the advancement of medicine – and, and surgery, right? You got you have guys coming back throwing harder, and um, you know it. In some cases, kind of uh, extending their careers, right? And even in the NFL with um, torn ACLs, you see guys, you know, they'll have the surgery, they'll recover, and they'll be fine, and they could, you know, their career doesn't get affected. My question is, what is one injury, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, that you, when you hear an athlete? gets or is diagnosed with that is odds on end um i don't want to say career ender because anyone could really come back from any injury but i guess like is you know not ideal or i guess yeah like i guess like in the acl slash tommy john uh, category no that's fair uh and it's going to be an injury that one player is actually doing superb on and it's the Achilles, and I'll put the caveat on there, that's the Achilles on the dominant foot or the shooting foot for basketball because KD's was on his non-shooting foot. Uh, and then the NFL, just the Achilles in general, just because it's, uh, it's the largest tendon in your body. It's responsible for a major part of your burst. And when you repair that, it's you, you're never regaining the pre-injury strength. So it's a significant factor. Is it amazing gotcha. to you that KD is playing at such a high level right now, given that that injury is so severe for, especially for a tall guy like him? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm by far not even a KD fan. So I'm just, I'm saying that it's a, it's super impressive that he's playing at the level he is, regardless of what Achilles he did injure. Any Achilles is a very significant injury. Uh, I just put that caveat on there because uh, it is, much more significant on the shooting one, but I would expect any play, any uh, non-dominant Achilles to still have a significant drop off in play and Katie's, you know, bursting through that. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is amazing. Okay. Fantasy doctor, are you ready for us to uh, go out on the lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right. 10, 10 to 15 seconds per answer. If you can, um, we're going to keep things short. Uh, fantasy doctor, Nitin Nutwa's inspiration uh, as a doctor is who? Not my dad. Uh, not even doctors, a doctor. <laughs> fantasy doctor's all-time all favorite fictional doctor is? Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be it's got to be J.D. Dorian. From Scrubs. From uh, Scrubs, yeah. Nice. <laughs> a lot of people say Dr. Cox because he's obviously like the more accomplished one, but <laughs> I was more of the dreamer kind of guy. But <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Uh Fantasy Doctor's Taco Bell order is? Uh, it's uh, ch- it's like, uh, I, I get this way too often. It's uh, Chalupa chicken with uh, steak quesadilla. 
cool. Like oh, and like the uh, and the Cinnabites as well too. The two pack because I want to be healthy. Those are pretty good. How <laughs> you feeling about the nacho fries? You I haven't had them guy? actually. I, I just I literally just got the same order. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Um, Doctor Nathan Natwa, uh, MD. Do you pee in the shower? No, I don't. I think that's not an Indian. Well, I don't know. BJ, is that? Have you ever been in the shower? He does. Yeah, he does. I do. He does. Okay, because I always thought it was just maybe not an Indian thing, like culturally or something like that. <laughs> Dude, but... we we've been living in a bubble our whole lives. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh and, man. And finally, fantasy doctor's dream job is ah, actually, broadcaster. A broadcaster would have been my dream job, probably. So uh, you think in, in a dream scenario, you'd want to be, uh, you know, the analyst for like CBS and so they bring you in to talk about an injury and, you know, the likelihood of somebody's coming back if they, if, you know, they leave the field, that's kind of what, yeah. what space you want to be in. Yeah. Just kind of breaking down the injuries quickly and just, you know, saying what goes along with them doing stuff like this pretty much. <laughs> well, come back nope. anytime. You're, you're officially you're... a friend of the show and uh, feel free awesome. to jump in. We, we can have uh, a medical segment. We can have uh, what kind of fantasy doctor segment whenever you want so uh dr yeah. fantasy doctor you can follow him on uh instagram you can follow him on tiktok thank you so much for being on with us thanks so much for having me the business on top podcast we are back taco bell is on the way and i am wearing my triathlon suit that i signed up for at uh the end of the year mm. um I am going to have to run, swim, and bike my way to glory in this suit that is way too tight and does not look good on anybody. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's funny. I know you guys have heard this story, but originally I was signed up for the Olympic triathlon, yeah. which is something crazy, like 12-mile run, like 56-mile bike, and like 1.2-mile swim. I wouldn't have made it out of the water alive. You know what was funny? When you told me that, I was like, I was like legitimately worried for you. You were concerned I was, for I was my like, safety? please change this right now. What's the order? <laughs> What's the first thing? I think you swim first, and then you bike, and you finish with a run. Um, I, I don't know. I probably should figure it out. I also should probably buy a bike, considering <laughs> I don't have one. I don't have a helmet either. It's like you show up, and they're like, Where's your bike? I can, uh, I'm going to do it like Fred Flintstone style. We're just going to be like a bunch of rocks. and I'm just going to pick it up and start running with it. Oh, good man. luck. That's good though. It I'm going to be a good experience. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for it. And I've got a half marathon that's coming up a month after that. So uh, I think you should we'll see zoom, how that goes. You should zoom in during the triathlon. We'll film an episode and you'll zoom in. <laughs> have a, have a go like mid run. Just have a GoPro on my moobs. Yeah. <laughs> And film it. Yeah, or, uh, for those in. of you that don't know, man boobs. Yeah, man boobs. You know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm kind of in the sprint category, so um, it's it's a lot shorter than I would have liked. I wish there was something in between, but uh, there isn't. So I'd rather run the race and have a little bit of energy left over instead of uh, trying to die and be with athletes who are a lot more competitive with me. Anyway, so where it's, is this is going to be down down here? Yeah, it's gonna be in uh, in Claremont, uh, which is like a little bit outside of Orlando. Um, so I'm excited. I wonder if I wonder if I should pregame it. I wonder if I should have uh, have a natty lighter. No, do not do start. it. Don't. I would have pre workout over a beer. Yeah, not even pre workout. That's a lot. That's I, all, endurance. All I know. All I know is when I. All I know is when I finish, I'm gonna have a huge breakfast. Oh, 
little IHOP, a little yeah, Denny's, de- or definitely, definitely deserving some IHOP after this one. Oh. But um, man, it's been it's been a wild month, and uh, you know, throughout this, we there were two weeks in a row where we really hadn't been doing shows. So I'm sure you guys got some thoughts saved up and and some stuff. What do you what have you guys been up to over the past two weeks? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Uh, I mean, you know. Just hanging out, a little, little bit of work, that. A little bit of that, a little bit of this. Classified you know. information can keep, either confirm or tabs deny. on uh, GameStop, you know, <laughs> going crazy. Which Whoop, will... GameStop. You know what? You're right. There's a hell of a lot that's happened. Um, that's going to be coming up. Yeah, and GameStop is one of the strangest things that I've ever seen. It's like uh, it sho- we turned the stock market into a mall from the 1990s. It shows you the power of the internet and of yeah. Reddit. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it really does, and uh, one of the things that I read is that this is, you know, kind of a turning point. Um, you know, for a long time, it seems like these hedge funds have kind of controlled the market and been playing their own rules, and when somebody turns the game around on them and uh, tries to do the same thing, it's funny how they all go crying foul. I think it's, I think it's pretty ridiculous, and you've seen people like Cuban uh, Portnoy from Barstool um, get out there and, and say that it's ridiculous. And, I mean, is there any... Is there any uh, job in america has hated more than a hedge fund manager uh can you know, think it's of one it's up there after this week no yeah and i think a lot of people like think it think it's funny um i'm sure i mean you guys have had your friends send you memes right yeah, yeah i mean i they're they're hated for sure but i mean at the same time there are a lot of people that make a lot of money off the hedge funds like the normal people like right normal it's like people. a lot of people's pensions so depend on the hedge funds there's it's, a lot that goes on but we'll talk about that yeah in, in the next episode in the next episode yeah before we consume very uh, very, <laughs> very tricky game a very very dangerous game uh do you guys do you guys get in on gamestop do you ride the wave you did i did, you I did. you have to um, social media is here I, man i was like debating i I wanted I want to be able to tell my grandkids that uh, when this happened, I was part of it. <laughs> two shares, two shares hey, in and that out. Was a limit. Yeah, I was like, uh, was that the limit? Is that what they limited you to? Yeah, two shares. Well, that was recent too. They they made it so you can only buy two shares. Yeah, I ended up doing two shares. And I was like Ricky, uh, Rick and Morty. I was like, come on, in and out, twenty minute adventure. That's also borderline illegal. Yeah, though. I, was like, say, I feel which, like that's a. It, yeah, I mean that's. Why, who who who, like, who is it? Why is it their power to limit people's yeah, buying yeah, power? Yeah, the SEC. Well, they're very arbitrary with kind of. I mean, at least in my opinion, with how they go about regulating things. And uh, man, Robin Hood. Uh, if you wanted to talk about a get out of here, I don't know if you guys had one. And well, I don't might know as well if, lead into it if, now. Yeah. If that was your target, but uh, let's do a little get out of here on uh, <laughs> Monday Hood. night, first day of February. Um, big voice guy, tee us up. Are you ready to play the game? It's time for Get Out of Here. All right. Um, the game came out this past year. It's kind of taken the video game world by storm. Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, they're going to say um, Cyberpunk. Oh, okay, okay, no. here we go. That's here how out of the zeitgeist yeah. I am. So, you know, we're all dropping into Verdansk with with our boys, and uh, my get out of here is focused on Call of Duty this week. Campers, and you guys you, are teammates. You guys play together, we, right? We're, we're I in don't, the same squad. I don't play. So for those of you yeah. who are just tuning in and don't really know what we do, you guys are big gamers. You'll play Call big, of Duty. You guys play yeah. Fortnite. We're all yeah. gamers, but you just don't focus I play different on Call games. of Duty. I'm more, yeah. a little more yeah. RPG oriented. I'm right. super nerdy. I mean, yeah. 
Well, we're, we all have a little nerd a, in us. Yeah, yeah. I, I played RuneScape for like a year of my life and <laughs> maybe dabbled in it a couple months ago too, but that's besides the point. So um, Call of Duty, you know, you get kids who camp, so they'll, uh, you know, figure out either where the end circle is or whatever. They'll just sit in buildings waiting for you to come by. Basically sit in the exact perfect spot. They play spot. the game the worst way to play the game. Like, it's not fun. They exploit it. Yeah. Not even exploit it. You then just they do. sit. It's, like, not fun. You just sit in a building and wait for someone to run by, and then you try, you know, shooting at them or killing them. So campers <laughs> in Call of Duty, Call of Duty. get the, the hell bleep boop out of here. <laughs> out of here because you guys suck uh you and hackers are the worst parts about warzone i'm sure you can agree i agree um so you know what this week if you're watching this and you're camping get out, you of hackers get out of here and campers get i have no here. dog in this race but get out of here whoever you are Oh, that's a good one. Light your marshmallows right. and s'mores somewhere else. All right, is it my no camping my turn? in this game? Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so my get out of here this week is so whenever you have an event or any kind of um, meeting or whatever, you expect people to be on time. Like a work. Yeah, anything. Tardiness. Anything. In anything. My get out of here this week are people who are late to anything. <laughs> I know. A lot okay. Of people like that. I'm. I. I pride myself to being on time to wherever i go if i had to be there 20 an hour early to something you would i will be, the be there perfect tom coughlin player yeah 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 oh absolutely yeah i know exactly what you're talking about but on time to every meeting you get the starting time, slot every early. time right and if you're early you're on time right and it's funny because i'm going to talk for most uh Indians, Asian Americans right. out here. Most people in the uh, Indian society are late to every event well, or meeting there is. And remember, and Miami time is such a thing, also. Yeah. Or like just in South we, Florida, generally, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who we, tend to arrive late to stuff. Miami Heat fans have a reputation yes. for that. And 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 we call it IST, Indian Standard Time. So essentially, <laughs> you're you're about an hour late to everything, every meeting or event there is. And I absolutely, like, I hate it. I rage. I rage quit. as the worst. Say it, like, to anything like that. So You guys ever in college, like, I know for me in college, if my class was at 4 o'clock, I would need to get to class 15 minutes early. Yeah. Because there was nothing worse than get showing up to seat. class. Like, when class starts and you're, like, walking in and, like, trying to get into a seat, like, I don't know. It's just a lot of anxiety. Everyone, you know. I was always about ten. I was always about in ten minutes before because you need to open up your laptop, log right. on to the internet, get too. there early. Don't be embarrassed yeah. by like being late or anything like right yeah. on time. Whatever. Re- just, re- retweet a couple things yeah. before you get in there. Get relaxed. Get settled in. Get you know. Get your mind right. Do not show up late to things. Yeah, That's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, man. I'm sure. You, I'm sure the three of us have like some great stories. We could probably carry. Like an entire thirty minutes talking about just like Easily. weird stuff that happened when we've had like class with college athletes yep. yeah. and like how late that they are to class and then they just come in like they don't care just like plop down in a seat right in the front they're not paying attention at all yeah oh man and they probably got a Good. higher grade than us in that class. yeah what a god what an amazing time in our life speaking of college, college athletes student. it's uh, Patrick Young's birthday today oh we man wish him, uh, Pat, yeah. happy birthday Pat you're better friends yeah, with yeah. him than I am because yeah, I'm yeah. not friends with him at all I but I did to, know uh, of him and it's his birthday today too which is 
Ironically, February first. Yeah. Oh, it's his birthday. So All right. Happy yeah. birthday, Pat. Happy birthday, um, man. We'll post it. this on on uh, t- uh, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Yeah, those are for and, you. Uh, wish you a happy birthday. And his podcast too. He has a podcast. Does he? Yeah. Oh, we got to get him on. I yeah. was gonna say Frankie. Ho- home and ho- Frankie, get him on. Frankie, <laughs> we're gonna do a home and home. We'll go on Pat's podcast, and yeah. he'll come on What's ours. What's this podcast about? Do you know? Probably. Yeah, he, he essentially yeah. talks about all, like, the Gator greats that have been on, like, the basketball teams. and oh, so In his know. English um, class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's a good podcast. You can check it out. Um, man, I, I forgot what it's called now. <laughs> I'll fill it in. We'll put it up right here. We'll, so we'll, we'll uh, fix that in post. Follow and, and uh, yeah. subscribe. Well, with that, to this podcast. Um, I've been waiting for this for a while. You know, we were going to do an episode about a week and a half ago. Um, I was ready to do it then, and it's only made me angrier since then. You guys know that as an attorney, my entire life is a negotiation, correct? Correct. Yes. Basically, my entire life is a negotiation. I'm always Not only as an attorney, next... but as a fellow Jew. <laughs> yes. Best thing. Okay, yes. fair. <laughs> fair enough. We might be sliding <laughs> into dangerous territory there, but perhaps you might be right. Not dangerous. I, I mean, we're allowed to say it. We're, yeah, why yeah, not? We're part of the trial. I love a good negotiation. So, imagine my surprise when I see a car that is being listed for $9,999. And its lowest price from 18 days prior to that was $8,999. So I reach out to the car company and say, hey, um, procurator of this very fine, uh, not very fine used used car company. Yes, uh, I'm interested in this automobile, but I would only like it if you can offer it for the lowest price that you had. I don't know how much of you guys... Uh, how many of you guys have played the game and had uh, to go back and forth with some of these used car guys, but I would not wish it on my worst enemy. This guy comes back and says, sorry, our prices are non-negotiable. Meanwhile, this car has been sitting on the lot for 40 days, and I can see that it was $1,000 cheaper before. Our prices are non-negotiable. Well, obviously fucking not because you have a you just said it a thousand dollars cheaper three weeks ago. How is that possible? And then you have the temerity, the unmitigated gall to come in there and say to me that your prices are non-negotiable. No, non-negotiable. It doesn't necessarily go one way. If it's negotiable on your side, it needs to be negotiable on my side. Otherwise, we're not doing business. So negotiable, non-negotiable, unnamed rental, oh, not rental car, but used car company. Get the hell out of here. Level hell the yeah. playing field. Learn to negotiate like a real human, human <laughs> being. You don't get all the leverage. This is my negotiation. We need him on the pod. Send me his email. Frankie, I'll, get him on. Frankie, get him I on go the back pod. and forth <laughs> with used car salesmen next week. That is... Can't miss Before podcasting right there. Three dozen donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segment sugar we, we high. We talk about <laughs> stocks. We we outmaneuver a uh, used car salesman and we consume three dozen donuts. <laughs> Segment one, I yell at used car salesmen. Segment two, I eat a dozen donuts for time. You're not gonna want to miss it. <laughs>